God's divine persuasion. God's divine persuasion. Now, let's go to our text for this particular teaching. We started in Hebrews 10, 23, and I want you to follow me during this teaching. I stated last week that if you receive this or just stay with me throughout the course of these next few weeks as the Holy Spirit instructs us and give us revelation relative to the teaching of faith, I stated that it would change the course of your life. And that wasn't something that I conjured up, but it, it came by a prophetic utterance of the Spirit of God. So I want you to take this teaching to heart and everything that you have heard relative to faith up until now, we thank God for it. But there is another dimension of revelation. I'm as the Apostle Paul, <clears throat> actually Apostle Paul pray for you and I, that the Lord would grant us or impart in us the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation as we fellowship with the Lord. And I'm grateful for the, the patriarchs of old, of the revelation and the teachings that they taught us relative to faith. Yes, I'm grateful for my father, a, a great man of God, a, a general in the body of Christ, the late great Bishop James R. Rick Sr. Um, I'm forever grateful for his teachings. I'm forever grateful for Another general in the body of Christ where I attended his school of ministry, MTI. I'm part of the graduating class of 2000. The, uh, uh, the, one of the generals of the teaching of faith, yes, Apostle Frederick Casey Price. So I am forever grateful of his teachings and, and many others in the faith. And I said that to say uh, one of the challenges of modern day is sometimes we can ride on the curtail of, of revelations of old and not really study for ourselves. In actuality, each generation <clears throat> should pick up the baton where those who preceded us left off. So we're going to be saying some things that has already been here, but perhaps not disclosed or uncovered. So there are going to be some things that we're saying that may be new to you relative to faith, but I, I want you to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And again, do your homework. And you have to ask yourself this. There is a reason, beloved, why this thing is not working. And it should be working for you as a believer. Uh, before we began, I was sharing some things with those who are here, and I was encouraging them to remain steadfast in, in spending time with the Lord because the just shall live by God's divine persuasion. That's how we live, by God's in-birth divine persuasion. And I'm saying that to say, uh, even when it comes to sanctification. It's bigger than being holy. It's bigger than being set apart. But not only are we to be distinguished from a spiritual standpoint, but there should be a vast difference how we acquire things materially. Because if I'm doing 
are going about receiving things the same way that the man that does not know God or the woman that disregards God. If I'm going about getting things or acquiring things the same way they do, what is the difference? There is no distinction. But when I live a life that's divinely inspired or persuaded by God, a life that I'm living that is I'm constantly in agreement with God and the supernatural starts taking place. Now that will minister to the man who does not know God and that will speak volumes to the woman who disregards God. Hebrews 10, 23. Let's read. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. He talking about God. Let us hold fast the profession. Someone say profession. Now, now I said something a, a, a second ago. And, and just let me ask the question. Let me ask you this question, those of you who, who are looking, because I don't know about you, but I'm convinced that God's way is better than anyone else's way. And this teaching, Holy Spirit, he's calling us to slow down, take a breather, reassess things and make sure that we are still in agreement with God. Because it's very easy to stay in the rat race, if you will, of society or stay in that same vein that we came out of, be no longer Transform to the world, but be ye. I'm sorry, be, be we're not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed what by the renewing of our minds. So when we come into the body of Christ, we're coming with principles that we've learned throughout the systems of this world, and we try to. Uh, operate those same principles in the kingdom, but the kingdom of God operates on a different system. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you with me? Yes, sir. But let me ask this question. What's supernatural about acquiring things through our own dexterity or our own resourcefulness? There's nothing supernatural about me getting a house or getting a car the same way that the woman or man that does not know God. And hey, listen, we take pride on having great, establishing great credit. Uh, um, save, be good stewards. But, but what's the difference? What's supernatural about me working 40 hours a week, purchasing a car, and paying a note every month. There's nothing supernatural about that. Now, when the Lord, now pay for it, but every time you make a payment, the, the confession should be, Father, thank you for the man or the woman who's been given the trouble of amassing wealth to hand it over to me and pay this car off, to pay this house, pay this house off, to pay whatever these... But, 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 and I'm saying that to say the reason why I'm saying we need to make sure that we stay in agreement with God because much of what believers are doing 
is through their own efforts. There's nothing really supernatural about acquiring a bunch of things. Now watch this. Here, here comes the trick of the enemy. So when it's time to do kingdom business or kingdom expansion, everything looks good on the outside, but there are no resources coming in because we're too busy trying to stay in the rat race. So I have the nice house, but no freed up cash. I have the nice car, but no freed up cash. I have this, but no freed up cash. Why? Because I'm going about doing things through my own adroitness or my own uh, 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 means. There's nothing special about me acquiring things by way of my own ingenuity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's not bad in and of itself, but there, it, it, I'm saying that to say there is a better way for the believer. That's why we learned last week that we have need of patience. Yes, so, 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 so what's happening? We're getting things and we're saying, look at God. Is it really God? Man, you, you, you work 80 hours a week. There's two incomes coming in your household. So is it really supernatural? But we call it God. Now, I've had cars given to me. Now, that's supernatural. I've had things given to me that's super. I have things paid off. That's supernatural. That's a testimony of God's goodness. And we've got people, people who have partnered with us who have had homes paid off and things paid off. See, now that's a testimony. But what's happening, we are allowing what we see cause us to move outside of trusting and staying in agreement and in harmony with God. Boy, this is good already. That's why he says to hold fast to your profession. We said that word profession, homagia, it's, it simply means an agreement, a profession, a confession. And of course, we said that word is it's a compound word, homeo, which means the same or together with, lego, to speak a conclusion or to lay to rest. Are you with me? So as believers, we are to say the same thing as God says or what God says. And when we say what God says, it lays that thing to rest. Why? Because forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. And when we come into agreement with heaven on earth, we get what heaven has promised us. So, in other words, that word profession, it means to say or declare the same outcome as God. That's what it means also by speaking to a conclusion or laying to rest. It's saying the same thing about a situation or about a circumstance that God said. It's declaring the same outcome that God has declared. Are you with me? Now, as I stated last week, the, the writer here, he was writing to those uh, uh, believers who were uh, somewhat vacillating between the old covenant and their newfound faith in Christ. They were still, they were strict Judaizers, so they, they, were, they were used to doing things based on, or establishing their righteousness based on their own efforts. Are you here? 
So when Christ comes along and we're they're taught that your righteousness is not based on what you do, but what he did, many found it difficult to receive that because, man, you, you know, that's too easy. Well, he came to make it easier for us. Are you here? But I, I, I'm not going to get into all that because that'll take me somewhere else. But, but watch this. And many of us, and, and, and just let me say this, much of what we have been taught about faith, it's been taught in the sense that there's something that we have to do in order to procure the blessings as if it's something from ourselves. And when we don't do it or when things don't manifest, oh man, perhaps I'm still living in sin or perhaps it's and I want to submit to you that the basis of what we receive from God is not contingent upon you being perfect. Live right, walk upright, but what we receive from heaven is not based upon how perfect you are. It's based upon you being in agreement, you coming into harmony with God. Oh. Well, let me show you. Then two, um, and, and I, I quoted it last week in Habakkuk 2, 4, yes, uh, and, and that's where many get how the just shall live by his faith. But again, living by his faith wasn't something that he produced, but it was having a confident expectation or a trust in God. You have to remember, they were under a system that was justified by them keeping what God, by them keeping the laws of Moses. Are you here? Which were given to him by God. So in other words, if I, if I do what the law states and believe that if I do this, I'm right before God, then so shall it be. But it was based upon them Doing and keeping, which they could not do it. That's why Hebrews talks about how this same book uh, talks about how their conscience was never seared, man, because they didn't know, man, am I? But Jesus came to correct that. So now I'm justified by believing alone, not by keeping every command. But but and, and just let me say that because. The Baca 2-4 has been used to, see, the just live by his faith. It, it wasn't talking about his faith in the sense of him or, or, or her doing anything. Rather, it was their faith in God. And, and you have to remember, Habakkuk, he's writing uh, the, Judah's last four kings were men who rejected God and oppressed their own people. So Habakkuk uh, he couldn't understand why God seemed to do nothing about the wickedness of the day or a society, which it wasn't that God wasn't doing anything. God had a plan. Because, yes, yes, you know, his thing was, why are you allowing the Babylonians to, to do this to your people? Yes, and the Lord was like, listen, I got this. 
Okay? This is all, at that, it was part of his plan. Okay, I'm going to let the Babylonians do this, but once they get done, I have something for the Babylonians. Yes, Are you here? Yes, so, so, so his thing was, Lord, he couldn't understand what, 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 why are you allowing this to happen? Then he realized that faith alone in God would supply the answers to his questions. That's why when uh, Hebrews 2, uh, Habakkuk 2, 4, if you can get that, it says how the proud talks about. Let's, let, let me show you something real quick. So, so he, he, we, we just behold the proud. He was talking about the wickedness of the Babylonians. His soul is not what? Upright in him. But the just said what? Live by his faith. What he was saying, the, the, the Babylonians, yeah. these people are wicked. They're trusting in themselves. But the righteous shall live by what? His faith or their faith or trust in God. Not his faith in the sense of something that he has to do. To, so you, and I'm saying, I said all that to say 2-4 uh, is in response to the questions that he had, Lord, why are you allowing, just like uh, today, sometimes questions that, Lord, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you allowing this to happen? And the same response to him was, be patient. Trust me. I got this. Oh. Are you with me? Now, let me show you something. As a matter of fact, that word faith here, it's the Hebrew word, emunah, emunah which means steadfastness, fidelity, or faithfulness. It's talking about having a righteous trust, or it's talking about the righteous trusting in God. This is the same type of, of, of righteousness that when Abram trusted God, it was accounted to him. It's that same type of trust here in Habakkuk. Then when we move over to and I want you to write this down when we move over to the, as a matter of fact, the same book. Read chapter 11 all the way through and we start seeing <clears throat> the testimonies of the patriarchs of old. Their faith testimony, how many of them endured persecution, many of them died, many, but they did it trusting in God. Then the Bible tells us that God has something better for us. Again, as I stated last week, their faith was in a Jesus that was to come. Our faith is in a Jesus that actually came. That was the better portion for us. We actually experience the coming of our Lord. But it's the Greek word pistis. And let me share this for the believer now. Someone say for the believer. For the believer, pistis is, and look it up in your strong concordance, get your linear Bible, uh, but look it up. <laughs> for the believer, it's God's divine persuasion. And therefore, it's distinct from human belief or confidence, yet involving it. Okay, so as I stated last week, our belief or our confidence comes in his confidence. 
In other words, I use my belief just to co-sign or agree with God. I don't have to use my belief to get anything. I use my belief to receive what God's already got, if that makes any sense. It's like this. You're not necessarily, in the sense that I'm saying it, you're not necessarily believing God for healing per se. You're believing God that I'm already healed based upon what he said. So I, I don't necessarily have to beg and plead for healing. I just come into harmony with that I'm already healed. So I'm not trying to get it. It's already mine. I just have to come into agreement with it. So I'm not necessarily... Same thing comes concerning finance. I'm not necessarily praying to get money. I just need to come into agreement with the money that the Father has already set aside. It's the Lord, listen, it's the Lord continuously birthing faith in the yielded believer. Now, we're talking about faith for the believer. Faith comes how? By hearing, by hearing and hearing by the, by the spoken word. Faith, what that persuasion comes by hearing who? What? God's word. God's word. Not my word. His word. You hear? Notice, if we're trying to do something again, we're trying to establish it by our own. Man, we, we, that's why you have people now, because they haven't done it God's way, they're looking for the next thing that sounds like you can get it. Everybody's selling it. Everybody's guaranteeing it. Yes, sir. But, the, but the only one that has that, 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 could, that, that can stand behind that is guaranteed to work without fail is the word. Amen. I'm not saying that you can't get in line with principles. Principles work for anybody. But for the believer, there is a better way. Man, I see it's going to be some weeks for this. But, but for the believer, it's God's divine persuasion, God's in-birth persuasion. Now, listen to this. Faith, and, and this is what you, when you study this word out, faith for the believer, someone say, for the believer, for the believer. is always a gift from God and never something that could be produced by the individual. <laughs> See, it's not... My faith. It's his faith. So if it's his faith, that means that it comes from him. We live by faith, not my, his faith. The Apostle Paul tells us that in Galatians. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Romans 12, 3, Amplified. Let me show you something. Guys, 
the, this faith that I'm talking about, for, someone say for the believer. It's a faith that's in birth by God himself. It's produced by him. Let me show you. For by the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you not to think more what? Highly of himself and of his importance and ability. Don't think more highly of yourself, your importance and your ability than he ought to think. But to think so as to have sound judgment as God has a portion to each a degree of faith and purpose for divine service. So God has assigned us an apportion of faith. And I decree to you that apportion is determined by how much time we spend in his presence allowing him to persuade me that he is who he said he is. Ephesians 2, 8 in 8 SB. Watch this. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. What do you mean? Through God's divine persuasion. What do you mean? So when I heard the word, guess what? When I heard the word, see, see, now you have to, you have to receive it. You have to believe it. Because when I hear the word, what is God doing? He's, 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 he's putting that persuasion. He's trying to persuade me. Watch this. For, see, again, and I'm going to show you in a second. I, I, I can sense it that, that people, it's hard to receive this because we, we're so used and, and conditioned to think that I have to get it by my own means. That's why most often times the church looks good on the outside. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And for for the majority, most are strapped. Yes, sir. Because all of their money, their kingdom money, yeah. is used to yes, pay for things yes, that should have been added. Oh, boy. See, we, uh, I'm going to show you. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that what? Of yourselves. It is the gift of God. What? That in birth persuasion. This is good. It's not your faith, sir. It's your faith in the Son of God. It's not my faith producing anything. It's me believing that what the Father has produced is. Therefore, I agree with you and I receive what's already. We have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Now, not only that, when we look at the Abrahamic blessing, that was an economic and material blessing. Yes, so not only are it, it which is received by faith. Yes, so on both sides, it's a faith that's divinely persuaded by God. Yes, 
Who's getting this? Listen, I'm, I'm trying to make this plain. It's God's divine persuasion. It's not my faith. It's his faith. It's what he done. All I do is believe that what he did is enough. And notice how we try to do things on our, it's not, it's easier. That's why we feel like since we, 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 we got the resources, we could, but, but what about seeking first? And, and, and I submit to you, most people move without clear direction. They, they didn't necessarily inquire of God. My credit, my credit was good. Score was good. I felt like, it, you, you know what, uh, I, I need a new one anyway. I got approved. But approved doesn't necessarily mean God's timing. Now watch this. Did I inquire of the Lord? Because on one end, we're praying, Lord, I receive it by faith then we go out here and do it on our own what, what about Lord what do I do you know my heart's desire I need this I need that matter of fact he knows the things you have need of before you even ask Lord I need a car what should I okay well let's establish some things this is an example Perhaps you want to pay for it, but still, Lord, give me the direction. Where do I go? What do I do? And see, and when you do it his way, you allow the super to get on top of your natural. So where everybody else is selling a car at whatever, God touched this person or that dealership or that person, and I get it for then your faith may be, Father, I don't want to pay for it. Come on, Pastor. And, and let, let me tell you something. And, and I tell our children this all the time. Whenever you go out and do whatever, if, if it's not on your terms, what I mean by that, I, I don't inquire of God and it's on my terms, that's not the one. See, on my terms, it's not you dictating how much I want to pay. My terms is, is dictating either I pay it in full or I want my payments to be $1.75. And anything over a dollar and 75 cents is not on my own terms. I don't care how much. See, we, we missed that. So we don't give God an opportunity because we're such in a hurry to move. We, we should want our monies freed up to do whatever God tells me to do with it. Not what this system is demanding Amen. that I do with it. Just an example. Well, not an example, but let me use my own personal testimony. Well, a after you have cars given to you, you get to where you don't want to pay for one. That that's where I'm at. I don't want to make no car notes. 
Why? So if God using men to sow them into my life, So, if, you know, life, you're like, man, you know, I, I think I want something else. Come on, come on. Then I'm out here looking like, well, not looking, but just Googling and just, just looking at my options. Yeah. Then the other day, Holy Spirit takes me and say, listen, hold on. I, I, I finally realized, okay, Lord, you've done, done this, you've done, done this. What do I do? You know what he said? Wait. I said, all right, good. On, you know what I did, Crystal? I stopped looking. Because I don't, he, he, I don't, my desire is not to use my money. I don't want to use mine. And, and whatever I have to use of mine, it ain't going to be a whole lot. Because I don't want no note. So the mere fact that I said I'm going to wait on you. Listen, here's the thing. All things are possible to the one that believes what? Not in himself, but in him. And he's going to manifest it just like he did to others. There's no doubt in my mind that he's not going to do it. And I have patience. Why? Because I, I, don't, I don't need one like that. I don't need one. I've got more than I can have. So I can wait. So I'm not going to get impatient and get out here and jump ahead of God. Just the ones I got. Keep the ones I got. Matter of fact, I, maybe I'll wait till we get an even bigger house so I can have room to park. I, I don't like parking. Look, I don't like parking my cars outside. No, all mine goes in the garage. All my stuff is on the inside. That's just me. I, I'm not an outside parking kind of type of dude. That's just me. Matter of fact, after the Holy, after Holy Spirit said, wait, I said, okay, yeah, because you're right, because I, I, don't, I don't know which one. I don't want to park them outside anyway. So let, I, I sent someone, something rising up. But no, no, don't get upset. No, this man is in harmony with God. And it's only right if we've sown cars, we've purchased cars for people. It's only natural that they be given back to us. That's what my agreement is. See, according to your agreement. Are you here? So I see. So I'm not. So so I agree with you that if it's not paid off, the Lord would use whoever to pay it off. But I, I'm not. It's not really impressive when we do it ourselves. I'm not impressed by that anymore. I used to be about 20 years ago. I used to be impressed when people do stuff. But then when I seen the struggle continue, I said, "Oh, that that, that wasn't God." And we get up and share the testimony. Look what God did. Did God really do that? At a 22% interest rate, God, that's God. At 18% interest, that's God. At a 22-year loan on a car that's 17 years old, that's God. You hear? <laughs> but many, and, and, and let me say this. Oh, man, I, I just really need more time, man. I need more time. G give me, let, let me just give you 10 more minutes and just watch the whole video. So, But faith is God's divine persuasion. Are you here? See, I like my money being freed up so whenever God speaks, I move. 
That's how I do. I don't want to have to be where I got to fight and fuss and kick. Lord, it's yours. I'm just a steward over it. And since we're just stewards anyway, how come we don't inquire of God as to what? He may not want, he, he may not want to note that high with his money. Oh, y'all, this thing got quiet. He may not want that much, since it's his money anyway. Oh, boy, I, I see somebody got. Oh, man. It's not your faith, sir. Ma'am, it's his faith. And I, I said something last week, and I said it again earlier. The acquisition or the, the manifestation of what God promises is not contingent upon your perfection or how good you are. Be good. You are righteous. Walk upright. But the blessings are procured by you being in agreement with God. But you still have people, you know, people are quick to go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Oh, where, you know, the word of God talks about if you do all of these, then the blessings will come upon you. I'll make you the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Then when you get to the end of that, he said, and if you don't do, the, do these things, the curses will, these curses will come upon you. Well, we're not under that. Listen, you're the head, whether you even realize it or not. You are blessed in a city, blessed in the field, out here smoking cigarettes, if you love Jesus. Yeah, I said it. See, again, somebody's condemning somebody. There's no scripture in the Bible that says don't smoke. I'm not telling you to smoke. Yes, yeah, harmful to your health. The package tells you that. But your righteousness is not based upon you smoking. Well, yeah, one person's proclivity may be trying to stop smoking, where another might be pornography, one might be lying, one might be uh, sowing discord, one may be. I'm saying that, sir, ma'am, you declare that this is the last cigarette I'm smoking. I'm saying even while you're taking a puff puff, you are still the head and not the tail. You're still blessed in the city, blessed in the field. And I know people who are believers who are walking in manifested blessings and smoke cool miles. So, so, and I have to say this because people stop saying, I'm not telling you to go do it. I'm saying your righteousness is not based upon you, uh, you, 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 you being righteous when you stop. Come on, Amen. You're blessed in the city cursing. Am I telling you to curse? No, absolutely not. But every time you curse, this is the last time I'm saying this type of language. Everything that comes out of my mouth edifies those who hear. But watch, but, but, and I'm saying that to say people are, are being condemned. Watch this now. 
Because Satan uses that crystal to get people out of harmony with God. So since he said, I, I, I can't get it because I'm smoking, now I'm condemned because the Lord, the Lord, the Lord don't, he don't look at me because, you know, he's not going to bless me because I, I, I said a, a bad word. You are not cursed. You've been redeemed from the curse. And see, you got a lot of believers just like the Jews in Paul's day. That he was praying. Listen, man, Lord, I, I, I pray that all oh, that they receive salvation, but but they they they. They were just like a lot of believers today, trying to establish their own righteousness based upon keeping the law. Let me show you something real quick, and I'll close with these verses. Man, I wish you had time to sit here all day. I would stay here all day. Let me give you a couple verses. Romans 12, Romans 10, 1 through 4. Let me show you something. Let, let, let me clarify something. Am I telling you to smoke. No, sir. Am I telling you to curse? No, Absolutely not. Am I telling you to engage in promiscuity? Absolutely not. No, I'm saying if you love God and you've given your life to Jesus and you're a born again believer, your righteousness is not based upon you crossing every T and dying every I. Amen. Believe God to overcome those because you have been delivered from those things. Your mind just has to come into agreement with what the Father has already provided. I'm saying you're still righteous with a pack of cool mouths in your back pocket. That's what I'm telling you. And I don't care what preacher doesn't agree with it. Show me scripture. But to the, to the twisted-minded person, oh, he's telling people to smoke. You lied. You haven't heard me say that. Do you love your son who smokes? Do you love your boyfriend or girlfriend who smokes? Come on. Or spouse, for that matter. Come on. Well, God loves you even greater than that. Or his love for you is beyond the love that they have for you. That's my point. And, 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 and two... The teachers of the word. Again, let's point people to Christ. Not point out. What they're working on. Tell them who they are in Christ. People know what they're doing. I don't have to point out. He did see that. No, the word has the power to save his word. So I don't focus on the fault. I focus on the one who fixed the fault. Romans 10, I don't... 
I love the way Holy Spirit is flowing. Dear friends, my greatest wish and prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. I know they love God, but they don't understand. Just like people today, I know they love God, but they don't understand. Why? Because some preacher is telling them that, that as long as you're doing that, God's not going to bless you. Rather than you need to get into agreement with God. And sometimes the same preachers that's condemning folk or beating folk up about money. Well, if you start teaching people how to get in agreement, there'll be some money flowing. Dad, you condemning me to hell, then you want to beg me for money. Which, I mean, God is better than that. Teach people to come into agreement with God. And you have more people, uh, 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 some resources flowing through the ministry. Because you have people who are actually trusting God now. It's ridiculous, man. Verse 3. Well, let's start at verse 2. I know that they love God, but they don't understand. Well, let's read it again. I know that they love God, but they don't understand. Watch this. What makes people acceptable to him? So they refuse to trust God, and they try to be acceptable by obeying the law. But Christ makes the law no longer necessary. Christ gives full meaning to the law. For those who become acceptable to God, how? By his in-birth persuasion. In other words, I know I'm acceptable because he says I am. Not because I'm trying to be a certain. Do you see that? I'm going to elaborate more on that next week. Let me show you something. Colossians 2. 13 and 14. You were once dead. Now, why is he talking about this? How much time? Give me some time. What, what, what kind of time am I? 46 minutes? Okay. I'm usually done at 40, guys. Give me five more minutes. The, the, the reason why we're talking about what I'm talking about now is because, again, there are those who don't understand what makes them acceptable. Acceptable. Why? Because I've been, to, man, as long as you doing that, man, as long as you, no, nobody's advocating people missing the mark. We're just saying, or I'm saying, that your righteousness is not based upon you trying to be perfect. You want to walk upright the best that you know how. But even when you don't, you're still righteous. You have to believe that. Why? Because you've been told, don't listen to that guy. Don't listen to that preacher. He's telling people that, they're, that, that, that the Lord's going to bless their mess. You hear people saying foolishness. Listen, you might be in a mess, but if you come into agreement, there'll be some manifestations in the midst of your mess. You were once dead because of your failures and your uncircumcised, corrupt nature. But God made you alive, what, with Christ when he forgave all our failures. So you've been forgiven of all of your failures. Past, 
present, and future. He did this how? By erasing the charges that were brought against us by the written laws God had established. So here, here it is again. You've been redeemed from that curse that came as a result of not obeying or keeping the law. Are you here? He took the charges away and did what? Nailed them to the cross. That, he nailed your cigarette smoking, your pornography, your promiscuity, your adultery, your lying. He nailed it. You just have to come into agreement with and know that you've been freed from that. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ. See, oh my God, this is so liberating. See, I'm not going back to no old way. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do like those who were part of Hebrews living on the habit faith. On one end, trying to, trying to be praying, and, and, and on the other end, trying to, no, no, no. I'm holy because God says I'm holy. And I believe it. Christ paid the price to free us from the curse. Here it goes. That the laws and Moses teach and bring by becoming cursed instead of us. Will you say that? I'm not cursed. Scripture says everyone, okay, scripture says everyone who on the tree is cursed. Christ paid the price. So that the blessing promised to Abraham, that material, that economic blessing, would come on all the people of the world through Jesus Christ and would receive the promised spirit through faith. God's in-birth persuasion. Galatians 2.16. See, I, I'm, I'm saying this to say, see, I had to go through all this because the Lord said that there are people who are not receiving manifestations because they've come, they're not in agreement with God based upon how they see themselves. And they see themselves as not a, a worthy, they see themselves as I'm this and I got that going on and I got this going on. Therefore, why would God bless me? Or the, 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 the preacher clearly said that since I'm living in this, that's why it's not working. It's not working because the preacher said it. it's not working because you're not in agreement with God. That's why it's not working. Galatians 2.16. Yet we know that people... Don't receive God's approval by any effort to follow the laws in scriptures. But only by believing in Jesus Christ. So we also believe in Jesus Christ in order to receive God's approval by what? His in-birth persuasion in Christ and not by our own efforts. People won't receive God's approval. By their own efforts. So people have been missing out. And see, you thought because it wasn't working. See, the preacher brother be right because he said, man, as long as I'm living like this, nothing's going to happen. No, nothing's happening because you believe what the preacher said. Therefore, you got out of agreement with God. Yes, 
So it's not working because the preacher said it's not working because you're not in agreement with God. Last verse, man, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm going to stop for today. Romans 5.1. Hold on, let, let's go back to Galatians. Let me show you something. Yet we know that people don't receive God's approval by any effort to follow the laws in the scripture. Hold on. Follow the laws in the scripture. Follow what's written. But you're not a, your approval doesn't come on you keeping And see, a lot of people, I don't know why preachers are afraid to give people the truth. You should want people liberated. And see, some of this stuff is nothing more than organized control over people. Then we want to talk about the man enslaving folk. Preachers are guilty of the same thing in the sense of subjugating the people for their own selfish gain. Let's set the people free, man. Hey, Give the people the truth. Yet we know that people don't receive God's approval by any effort to follow the laws of the scripture, but only by believing in Jesus Christ. So we also believe in Jesus in order to what receive God's approval by faith, his in-birth persuasion in Christ. Christ, not by our own efforts, guys. People won't receive God's approval by their own efforts. So, in other words, don't think you are any more special because you've been delivered from cursing, but your neighbor hasn't. He or she is just as righteous as your pure mouth. In the sight of God. Romans 5.1, last verse. Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God. How? By his in-birth persuasion. In other words, he said I'm blameless, therefore I believe I'm blameless. That's my testimony, and I'm going to stick with it. Let us grasp that fact. That's my thing. Get a hold of the fact that you have been justified, declared blameless before the Father. You have been acquitted, sir, of sin, ma'am. And particularly to preachers, let us grasp that fact yes, sir. that if people are sitting among you yes, sir. who have believed Jesus as their Lord and Savior and received him, they have been acquitted of sin and declared blameless before God. We have peace with God and enjoy reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the only one. God is not waiting on you, sir, to be good. He's waiting for your agreement. He's waiting on your harmony. 
He's waiting on you to say the same thing about yourselves as he has declared and said about you. Be good, but the blessings are on a hold because you haven't been so good. The blessings are on hold because you haven't been in agreement. That's why it's so important that every day we are being influenced by God's in-birth persuasion. Why? Because the just shall live by God's in-birth persuasion. It's not my faith. It's his faith. Greater is he that is in me. See, it ain't me. I can do all things through. We can't see in and of ourselves, man. We can't do anything. Again, now this is the confidence that we have in him. Not in ourselves. In him. That if I ask anything. That word ask is talking about demanding with authority or understanding your authority as a believer and how I can exercise that authority by being in agreement with God. And if I ask anything according to his will, what? He hears me. And I know that I have the petition that I ask. Why? Because I'm in agreement with Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.